For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I do feel like singing today. Uh, this is an old one. I don't know. Do people even relate to uh, any Robert Goulet references, uh, Luby? Is that something that even blows by you? You're familiar with Robert Goulet. I guess uh, most famous, he had his Jackie Smith moment. This was a guy who was a brilliant baritone singer, well-respected throughout the universe. I mean, he was up there with uh, any of the greats uh, of his time. And maybe he should have some lasting uh, image besides the fact that he blew the national anthem at the Liston Ali fight uh, in Lewiston, Maine. And, and that's really all he's remembered for, isn't it? If ever I could leave you. I mean, when he belted that tune out, if ever <laughs> I could leave you, how could it be in springtime? And we have this debate all the time, don't we, Luby? You know, when is the best time of the year in sports? And I'm beginning to get a little bit of spring fever. Now, I'm yes. still going to go, and I think you agree with me, I'm still going to go with the fall as being the premier period of time in sports. Now, Talking about yeah. it was late September and moving into October. You have the World Series going on. Although, yep. does that begin in November now? The World yeah, Series? Yeah, it's like late October, November now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it finishes up on Christmas Day. Exactly. Hey, we got a champion. We got a champion. <laughs> All right. Way to go. The Rangers, they did it. What are the odds of the Rangers repeating? No, nobody's uh, putting much They're faith in that. Uh, don't they get? Uh, is Degrom coming back from uh, yet another? What was that? So. The sixth Tommy John yeah, surgery exactly. he had. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they may as well just sign Tommy John, the Rangers, uh, if they're going to have Degrom on the roster. But everybody always wants to take a chance on the guy because in the seven games he pitches every year or every other year, he looks great, looks unhittable. Although uh, you would have to say, uh, I know you don't like to use this uh, term and. And peg a guy with a label that he's injury prone, but you would have to say Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah. Injury prone, my friend. Yes. They said that about Yatiel Green a long time ago, a guy that was out of the University well, of was. Miami. He was a speedster. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson was in love with him, and he drafts him in the first round for the Miami Dolphins. And everybody was saying, Jimmy, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. And uh, we justify it because we love Jimmy Johnson. Whatever he did, it was okay with us at the time. And uh, we said, hey, listen, uh, you know, those were minor injuries, the kind of stuff that happens. Uh, this isn't like a guy that's going to get any kind of serious permanent damage done. First day of training camp, tears his ACL. Yes. <laughs> yeah, never was the same. I don't mean to laugh at that, but, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, every now and then you get a guy who's injury prone, and guess what? He really is injury prone. Yep. And the magnitude and the seriousness uh, and the uh, debilitating impact of the injuries uh, tends to amplify and get worse as time goes on. And, and that's kind of what happened to that guy. I guess the ground falls into the same category. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, th this is a, a period of time of just great hope. You, you have the NBA kind of uh, shaping itself up. So we uh, get a little bit of a glimpse of, of who's going to be a factor. And we still don't know. I mean, it's very much wide open, is it not? Yep. Is there any guarantee that Denver repeats? A lot of people are assuming, and eh, they're just kind of meandering their way through the regular season a little bit. No problem. Once they get to the postseason, obviously they're going to be very tough to beat, especially if they're a number one seed, which, Luby, they may not be. No. What were the odds uh, that the Minnesota Timberwolves, Timberwolves would be leading the West at this point? Can we buy into that at all? No. But yeah, they've got some great players uh, playing good basketball, too. Carl uh, Anthony Towns seems to have found himself this year. Uh, you got uh, what Anthony Edwards? I mean, this guy is uh, sensational. 
Wow. He's proclaiming himself to be the best player in the NBA. And you yeah. know what? Even though you're a little bit astonished by that, saying, well, wait a minute, let's not uh, jump to a premature evaluation here, Anthony. You're good. But I don't know that that you couldn't uh, make some argument that may maybe he's on to something. He's his most well-rounded a talent because he can e equal parts dunk on you and shoot threes in your face. And he has good handle and he's athletic. Talent-wise, he's as good as anyone in the league. He's not a top 10 player, but talent-wise, he's up there. Yeah, the, the T-Wolves are in. It's where they've lingered at that place the whole year. Like That's actually pretty interesting. Pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they've been up there all, all season long. Uh, excellent road record, 20-11. and 28-8 inside the Western Conference, where their competition obviously is going to come from if they're going to merge as the conference champion. I don't know that they win it. I'm not sure that I'm buying it. I'm not sure that I'm buying Oklahoma City either, for that matter. But they have uh, guys that are just lighting up and really seem to be playing with tremendous symmetry and uh, composure, uh, especially uh, for some young guys like, like Chet Holmgren. He's blending in perfectly, having a phenomenal rookie season. Yep. This is his second year, supposedly, in the league, but he was out all of last year with that, uh, what was that, micro-fracture? that yeah, he got hurt. Was it preseason or even in summer league? I think it might have been summer league. He got hurt like really. It was early. like his first game. He was walking out on the court or something. And uh, next thing you know, and, and that wasn't that the thing that did in Greg Oden? Remember Greg Oden? That, that was a big debate whether to take Greg Oden many years ago out of Ohio State or uh, Kevin Durant. Yes. I guess that was one of those ones where the number two guy turned out to be vastly superior in terms of overall productivity. Oh, yeah. But Oden was compromised right from the start. Uh, he had been injured in college, but uh, this was a completely different uh, injury yeah. and uh, never really what was uh, any kind of uh, an established NBA player after that. So it just kind of hung around never for a while. Never could figure it out, no. And that was it. But uh, this happened to Holmgren. He's had a phenomenal rookie season with Oklahoma City, and yet uh, it seems like everybody's just zeroing in on the two teams that are tracking in behind them in yes. the Western Conference, which makes it really interesting because uh, the wise guys are always all over the Clippers at this point in time. This is the time of the year where we're all in a while. Hey, you better not sleep on the Clippers, which I don't know that anybody's sleeping on them, but uh, would you be sleeping with the fishes if you bet on them? That's, <laughs> that's the question. They always seem to fall a little bit short. Okay. Uh, I know Kawhi Leonard uh, was uh, instrumental in Toronto's only championship, and I made a phenomenal run there but with Nick Nurse and company. Uh, they had a good go. team around him. Uh, they got a little lucky there, baskets dropping in uh, that were impossible to see going through the hoop. And uh, so you need a little bit of luck, but um, is Kawhi Leonard, you, you would think that he would be a winning player, that he would be somebody that could drive a team to a championship. Yeah, yeah. And yet Just for now. some reason, the Clippers never get there. Well, because they're always hurt. He's, he, he, Paul George, and now the guy that is a straw that's stirring the drink either have injury issues or head cases, the three of them. So that's why it's like people probably count on them more than the Thunder, but I'm not. I actually, this Thunder team, any NBA person we talk to is very, the T-Wolves, okay, people don't trust them. The These Thunder, are two teams, too, that we never see on TV. They're never on TV. I, the TV. Thunder, I think, are getting more play. But, yeah, what's funny yeah. is they both are fun teams. They're fun young teams. Yeah. It's not like they're, they're like, randoms. Like, they're fun young teams that you would think would be fun. To, look, Che Gilgis-Alexander is a guy that people do know. Great player. Um, I, I, yeah, it's weird. They they play the Clippers a lot, though. <laughs> they have the Clippers and the Lakers every, every fucking night. <laughs> always the Lakers, yeah. They're always trying to stretch the Lakers into the uh, postseason. So, well, you know, if they get in as a 10 seed, they'll be in the plane. But, you know, they're going to be tough there. They're going to be a tough out, which they may well be. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Last year, I was touting the virtues of 
backing the Lakers. They actually went a lot further than most people would have anticipated uh, before they ran into a brick wall, which was trying to win in Denver in a four out of seven series when Denver has the home court advantage, which is a huge yep. advantage yep. for the uh, Denver Nuggets being used to that uh, altitude. You have to think that that has uh, some impact. And probably outside of South Beach being uh, in close proximity, and uh, teams come to town uh, the night before they're going to play the Miami Heat. They're out all night partying at places called Bed and Mansion and all of these other clubs that are open until, uh, well, they don't ever close, right? They, they don't open until like midnight. <laughs> so you have to figure that that's a huge advantage. I mean, did anybody ever see Allen Iverson rolling into some of those practice sessions? Hey, is Allen at the shooter arm? I don't think so. They still had to drag him out of some club there on South Beach. So uh, uh, short of that, though, I, I would think that the Denver altitude has to be the biggest home court edge that you could possibly have in any sport. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, Rockies uh, play in this atmosphere, but other teams thrive in it. And the uh, Denver Broncos have uh, you know, always had a huge home, home yep. field advantage because of the fact that guys were wheezing as yep. uh, they got out there for the second half. And you know, it's uh, something that is uh, perceivable uh, and uh, very tangible when you go, I don't know, have you been to Colorado? I've only been there a couple no, of times. No, I've never so, been. When I have been there, I've noticed uh, it's a little tough to breathe sometimes. Yeah. So uh, a big, big edge. But, uh, you know, I, I think either Denver is going to win it or uh, I, I don't know. I can't bank on the Clippers. And yet uh, you can't discount Minnesota and Oklahoma City and maybe some others in the West. And then in the East, Boston has been superior to everybody most of the season. Yeah. But did you see what happened last night? And this was a sensational night. It's why I got a little bit of spring fever for the sporting world yesterday, mm. uh, Luby. Unbelievable what's happening. Max Struess. Yes. A guy that if he showed up a couple of years ago before he played with the Miami Heat and demonstrated he had some NBA ability, doesn't he look like the kind of guy that shows up the Y? Yes. And, and you're not sure if you even want him on your team? <laughs> Max Struess. <laughs> uh, kind of nondescript-looking guy that uh, he can shoot the rock. I, I think he made four threes before he hit this buzzer shot last night for the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, as the Cavaliers uh, got an improbable victory and uh, won it on like a 59-foot shot. It's like, holy fucking Jerry West, what is this guy doing? <laughs> a swish on top of that. Not even some uh, crazy carom off the backboard or the top of the roof. This uh, went right through, perfectly uh, timed and uh, delivered shot. And so uh, Struess uh, has the Cavaliers now with uh, 39 wins, I believe. As uh, the Cavaliers, well, we mentioned them uh, about a month ago as a possibility to win the championship. Some freak uh, handicapper had said, don't overlook the possibility of the Cavaliers coming on. They weren't playing particularly well at that time. They were just starting to get it together a little bit. And uh, they've been red hot. So uh, is it possible? I mean, who, who can challenge what has been just vast superiority in the Eastern Conference this year? Uh, of the Boston Celtics. Is there anybody that you see emerging other than the Celtics? Philadelphia's banged up right now. I, yeah. I, I think the Knicks are tough to rate because mm. they're missing uh, a number of guys. All of their big stars seem to be out of the lineup, including now Brunson has some kind of problem. So he's been in and out. Uh, you already had uh, Ananobi, uh, who they traded for and seemed to really solidify their chances of uh, making a run in the postseason. Uh, and uh, he, he's been out for a couple of weeks. And Julius Randle, we don't know. He's talking about, well, I might get surgery, even though supposedly he was progressing nicely. So I'm thinking Philadelphia and the Knicks, I'm pushing them to the side. And uh, the jury will yeah. remain out on them. And I, I don't know. When you get your players back late in the regular season and the other teams all have their momentum and, and things in place and the rotation down and they're trimming uh, minutes for certain guys and enhancing minutes for others that, that they see doing well during the stretch run, 
uh, you're really you're well behind. I mean, it's almost like you're going back in a training camp a little bit uh, at that point in time. So I'm going to go ahead and discard them, yeah. those two teams. And that leaves you what? That leaves you Boston, Cleveland. Do we make a case for the now winners of five in a row Miami Heat? We're oh, stuck yeah. 15 last night against Portland on the road and have managed to mow down all of their competition on what used to be the circus West Coast swing. Yep where the circus would come to town, and that was it. You could count on uh, you know, a sub-500 road trip annually, and it usually encompassed uh, a large number of games, maybe even double digits. As, uh, well, he'd have been on the road for three weeks here. Barnum and Bailey uh, right now was at the arena. You're thinking, get these clowns out of here. I, I need to get some victories here for Miami. But uh, can we discount them completely? The Miami Heat, I know you're a huge Heat fan, uh, Louie, and uh, we're here in South Florida. It's not like we're just trying to tout the home team. But uh, can you discount the Miami Heat, who somehow managed to uh, wrangle a lot of victories uh, with lineups that don't look that formidable? And, and they, they grab guys off the street, put them in the starting lineup, and somehow they're functional. So uh, I, I don't know that you can discount them, but it does appear that, that the one team that, that would uh, constitute a, a threat, if there is one, to the Boston Celtics in the East right now would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. See the are, Cavs are you on board with that, are, or you just are, can't buy it. No, nah, the Cavs. The Cavs are not doing anything. The Cavs have uh, a, a okay. really nice. The Cavs are like the T Wolves to me of the East. The Thunder are real. The Thunder are deep. Thunder play really good defense, um, and they're young, so I don't see them getting past the Nuggets. But I, I don't think they're going to be scared of the Nuggets. The Cavs are better than they were last year. I don't see them losing a first round series. Look, look, they lost in the first round to the Knicks last year, and they were a vastly yes. superior team. They're a year older. Mitchell's. Been in the playoffs almost every year of his career. His supporting cast is playing a little bit better. A guy like Struess did play in the finals last year. It does have, I think he was involved in all three of the Heat's run deep into the play. At least three, two of the four deep runs the last two years with the Heat. So he has experience and you add that and that's something that desperately needed. So I don't see them just being an easy out like they were last year. I just don't. They're just, they're still young. Like, they're still, Mobley is a huge part. Garland's still a huge part of their success. And those are two young guys that I don't know if they're ready to take on a Celtics in Boston like you saw what the Heat did last year. So, I just, the Cavs, to me, are a notch below a Bucks and a Heat. The Bucks right. are finally under River, starting to play good basketball. They're, That's right, I didn't even mention the Bucks. They're starting to play good basketball because their depth sucks. And Middleton is not what he was. Lopez is not what, like, Portis, Middleton, Lopez, three of the really key cogs for them, their age is showing, and they're just playing their age. So, and they're worn. So it's hard to see them going on this long run, but if Lillard and Giannis figure it out, like they have the last three or four games, I think they've won three in a row, uh, and they demolished Charlotte yesterday, um, they're formidable, obviously, because those two, to me, I trust those two a lot more than I trust Tatum and Brown. I, I just don't. And I know Boston fans have fooled themselves into Tatum and Brown. I don't trust them in the big moments. I, they... I just don't. Neither they, they is consistent. some balance, though, for two guys that supposedly couldn't play together. If you look at the uh, crawl every night uh, with the Boston results, it's like Tatum 28, Brown 29, Tatum 31, Brown uh, 27. Uh, they, they found some kind of a court uh, between the two of them in terms of uh, balancing out uh, who, who's going to be shooting a rock, even though there was that joke made at the All-Star game that uh, you would rarely see Tatum uh, pass the ball as he was uh, throwing the lob up there for Jalen Brown during the dunk competition that in all likelihood, he probably would have taken a jumper in that spot instead of uh, throwing it up there for him to dunk. So, uh, th th no, they've, they've shown some ability to uh, really kind of balance things out. Uh, I don't know if that's... I like think they play well. Coaching. I think they play fine together. I mean, the Reggie Miller yeah. was making a joke. I think their issue to me is they're not... When it comes to the playoffs, if you look at their stats, 
like they, and you just watch their games. They're in, like Brown will be inconsistent throughout games. He'll just ebb and flow. And Tatum does the same thing. And I don't trust that when you play at Denver. I think they can get yeah. through the East. I just don't trust them against the West. Um, and the Heat, the Heat are the other team. The Heat made it to a finals run last year without Hero and a banged up Butler. Right now, Butler's healthy and he's pissed. Bam is better than he's ever been. Bam, even when he doesn't put up a lot of points, he's engaged entirely in the game beginning to end in a way he, he's never been. You will have Hero, and Hero has a major... He, he, he's schwitzing like Moses Malone. I mean, he's, he's just highly... He's involved in a way he wasn't always. He was. He's playing yeah. like I always wanted him to play. Uh, Hero has a major chip on his shoulder because they went to the goddamn finals without him. So so he'll be Keacog. You then throw in a Hawkins Jr., which they didn't have last year. Like, Hawkins yeah. Jr. is the do-it-all guy with no ego that can get you baskets on his own when Butler is out. On top of that, you throw in a Rozier, and that's what they missed. Losing Vincent and then having Lowry be Lowry, they needed a point guard that could run the offense enough but score, and they didn't have that. Vincent woke up in the conference finals and became that, but like Rozier is that. They made a run last year to the finals, and they're a better team this year, and you're starting to see it now. Playing good ball now. I don't think uh, Tyler Hero was in the ball game last night. I don't know. No. seeing him. He's a little banged up. Parts that I watched. Uh, <clears throat> but um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Hawkins uh, Jr. looks like he's playing in the park, man. Yes. He's got those moves, and he's capable of uh, just uh, generating something out of nothing, uh, which, uh, you know, very surprising how polished he is uh, for a rookie in, in a number of different regards. Well coached, as you might expect. Uh, by uh, Eric Spolstra and uh, well-schooled in what it is that they need him to do. Uh, a couple of buzzer beaters in uh, the college games also. Uh, Reed Shepard, Kentucky. It's Kentucky a team to watch out for? Yes, they're coming on. Kentucky's one of those teams, uh, people are speculating, uh, they could win the whole thing in the NCAA tournament or get knocked out in the first round. Yeah. You could see both possibilities. Definitely have some talent there. Uh, Calipari, uh, remember when the uh, seven-footers were lined up and they had separate sections, seven-footers, <laughs> point guards, and, and they were lined up 100 deep to kiss the ring of John Calipari, and he was picking and choosing yep. which guys he was going to have for his one-and-done system. Um, I don't know that uh, the one-and-done is as prominent as, as it was, uh, but uh, nonetheless, they have a lot of talent on the team. They, they went on a buzzer beater, this guy Reed Shepard, uh, kind of a floater in the lane there from about the foul line. It was almost yep. a 15-foot floater. Uh, he had had a phenomenal game before that, uh, setting like an all-time scoring record for a Kentucky player. Holy Rex Chapman, what are we talking about here? Uh, but, uh, yeah, he uh, ended up uh, having a brilliant ball game and making a buzzer beater. And, and then uh, against Colorado State, uh, University of Nevada, a guy named uh, Gerard uh, Lucas also had a buzzer beater. And there was one in one of the women's games. So you had the screw shot and uh, three buzzer beaters on the college front, at least that I know of. And, and that's why it's easy to get caught up in spring fever. And then on top of that, there's a high fly ball to deep yes. left field. This one is going, going, and it is gone. Yeah, it's underway. $700 million home run. Unbelievable. <laughs> Otani hit a home run. He's going to be okay. The Dodger fans are related. Pretty uh, formidable beginning. I mean, how do you like to face those three guys in the first inning, right? Mookie Betts, Otani batting second, and then you got to face Freddie Freeman. Jesus. <laughs> not too bad. And, and it's not like the rest of the lineup is uh, laced with slouches. I mean, no. uh, you know, there, there are not a lot of weak spots in there. I still like the Braves to win uh, the World Series this year. Mr. Chalk. But uh, that is going against the Dodgers. Oh, who yeah. appear to have everything going in their favor. Everything going in their favor, except uh, some unproven things, which uh, would be 
Uh, this Yamamoto guy, we, we don't know. Is it a, a given that every Japanese pitcher that has an earn run average under reduced in Japan is somehow, I mean, what was he doing? Striking out Warren Cromartie? I don't know. No, no. Who was he playing against? Well, Otani's not pitching. I mean, their rotation. And Otani's not pitching, right. And, exactly. uh, yeah, I already forget it. Like, they, they... What, they got Glass now? I mean, uh, Glass being the key word there. Uh, uh, this guy hasn't gone more than 120 innings. So listen to me, Mr. Baseball I know. Well, that's fine. Here I am talking about the phenomenon of uh, spring training, but... Uh, certainly, it, it gave great rise to hope to see Otani Homer in yeah, his yeah. very first appearance uh, of any type as a Dodger. That, by the way, speaking of sickness here, real quickly, do you realize? I mean, there are actually lines on all of these spring training games. Oh Jesus! Holy shit! How sick do you have to be? Which was the first thing I turned to, Libby. How <laughs> sick do you have to be to scan that? Is the first thing that's worse than looking at the Yonkers results. My God! Spring training odds. How could you possibly be betting on this? Almost every game is like even money. Yeah, well, Either side. you don't know. Yeah. I don't. You, you, baseball, you don't know. Let, uh, Bet on a series season. of coin flips, exactly. I mean, let alone spring training. Heads, heads, heads. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Imagine you really have to be a sick bastard to be betting this stuff. I guess it would make it interesting. All right, hey, uh, folks, we have to run. A lot of fun being with you. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation, because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup, all you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining, while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.